Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Frank Morris. Today is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. Coming up, a look back at Kansas City's busy year and evolving politics. They want to make it illegal for landlords to essentially refuse to rent their uh, units to people who have Section 8 housing vouchers, people who use maybe other additional forms of assistance, or people who maybe don't earn income through the traditional, like, 9 to 5. But first, a little news. Minimum wage workers in Missouri are earning more, but in Kansas, minimum wage workers are still pulling down just $7.25 an hour. KCUR's Madeline Fox has more. Missouri's new minimum wage is $12.30 an hour, a 30-cent bump. It's one of 22 states to hike the minimum wage in 2024. Kansas and 19 other states use the federal minimum wage, which hasn't increased since 2009. Missouri has been steadily raising its minimum since voters approved regular hikes in 2018. A 2024 effort to get additional increases on the ballot this November would bring the minimum up to $15 in Missouri by 2026. Kansans are seeing a tax break. As of yesterday, the state sales tax on food fell by half, dropping to 2%. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly says that'll save shoppers about $150 a year. In 2025, the state sales tax on food will zero out entirely. Missouri livestock farmers are going to get some extra help from Washington to cope with big swings in the weather. The Missouri River flood, then back-to-back dry years, forced some farmers to shrink their operations. Jim Plasmeyer at the Missouri Department of Natural Resources says the $6 million grant will help farmers connect to new water sources or try to keep more water on their fields. By diversifying their forage stands in their fields, implementing native warm season grasses, um, also building field borders, filter strips on edges of fields to help slow down the runoff. The funds are part of a $5 billion investment into rural America that the Biden administration announced in November. We'll be right back. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously, but you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit radioactive on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host Ari Shapiro is the featured guest at this party and it's going to be bumping. You got to be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Twenty twenty three was a big year for Kansas City. It started with a Super Bowl parade, a new airport terminal opened, and this singer, Taylor Swift, put the city in the spotlight. Local officials were busy. Kansas City seated a new city council and made some progress on affordable housing. And the Royals, well, it's not clear where the team will live in the future, but it hasn't stopped rumors of competing stadium deals from flying around. KCUR's Nomina Giadin sat down with reporters Salisa Kalakal and Savannah Holly Bates who tackled the city's most important stories in government and politics. Salisa, there was a local election in Kansas City in the summer. How did that change the city council? 
Yeah, so we really saw a shift, I think, and many other people think, in the political dynamics of city council. Even the mayor himself, who easily won a second term, he said that this is the most progressive city council he's seen in years. And Casey Tennant's power uh, was a new kind of political lobbying arm that jumped into these races. And they had about, they had a couple candidates they were endorsing. Four of them won their races, and one of them was a big surprise or a big upset, if you will. Uh, Jonathan Duncan, you know, was a leader at Casey Tennant's, and he went up against a former Jackson County legislature for the district that includes uh, Brookside. And so he actually won that race pretty handily. Um, A lot of people were pleasantly surprised by that win. And so ever since they got inaugurated in August of 2023, um, they've shared a lot of the same policy priorities. A lot of them, you know, prioritize affordable housing and equity economic development, solving neighborhood issues, and addressing violent crime as best they can. Speaking of affordable housing, Kansas City has also implemented new policies intended to make it easier to find and keep housing. How are those programs going? Yeah, so there's a few. Uh, One of them is the Housing Trust Fund. And this is actually the first year where the Housing Trust Fund got uh, those $50 million in bonds from 2022, from that November uh, 2022 election. So this was the first year they could really use that money. In 2023, City Council approved $20 million dollars in funds for 22 different affordable housing projects. So the goal is to create more affordable housing, either by constructing new housing or preserving um, existing housing. And then also, you know, in some projects, they open up paths to homeownership. So that project has been going well. Um, A lot of people are really proud of the housing trust fund. And then another housing program that's uh, going pretty well is the right to counsel program. So in that one, that's when and tenants who end up in eviction court in Kansas City, they can get access to an attorney for free. The dynamic beforehand was that tenants would often show up to eviction court with no attorney. They would not have legal representation. And the, you know, li- the likelihood of them losing their case, getting an, an eviction on their record, and then losing their home was very high. But attorneys who work for the program have said that dynamic has really switched. Um, looking at data from 2023, 79% of cases that were resolved, um, the tenant actually avoided an eviction either through a a decision by the judge that favored the tenant or by the case being, you know, settled out of court and dismissed. So those outcomes, you know, they end up better for the tenant. You know, either they get to keep their home or at the very least, you know, they avoid an eviction on their record. Um, Another program that has not passed but is definitely on the table of city council right now is source of income discrimination. And this is a policy that's really championed by Casey tenants. And basically in this policy, they want to make it illegal for landlords to essentially refuse to rent their uh, units to people who have Section 8 housing vouchers, people who use maybe other additional forms of assistance, or people who maybe don't earn income through the traditional like 9 to 5 way. Um, And so that was debated in city council in early December of 2023. And basically, uh, the city council will take up that discussion again and potentially vote on it in January of 2024. Savannah, Kansas City's two biggest sports teams, the Chiefs and the Royals, are considering moving their stadiums outside of Jackson County. So what is going on there? A lot. (laughs) Um, So 
Uh, as people probably know by now, um, the Chiefs have said repeatedly that they have no plans to move. Um, since the Royals have announced that they wanted to um, move to a, uh, a downtown or I guess closer to downtown stadium in Kansas City, um, the the Chiefs have, have repeatedly asserted that they want to stay at Arrowhead um, and kind of take control over that whole Truman Sports Complex. However, as negotiations have stalled or even... Um, maybe not even begun um, with Jackson County between the Royals and the county um, for things like the three-eighths cent sales tax, um, a lot of controversy over where exactly the stadium will go, how it will be paid for. Um, We've heard from a few public officials that – They've heard and that they're worried that um, one or both of the teams might move um, to Kansas if if um, the sales tax isn't passed, if, if this doesn't really go the Royals' way. Um, and that's because Kansas has offered um, a lot of tax breaks uh, and incentives for the teams to move over there. Um, this was... Um, one of the Le- Jackson County legislators, Manny Abarca, is especially concerned about this um, and is urging Jackson County to continue its negotiations with the team, with the Royals. You know, the Royals were supposed to announce their new stadium location earlier in 2023 um, and have postponed that announcement, which kind of led to these rumors. They're also considering a third location in the Kansas City area, a uh, in addition to the North Kansas City location and the East Village location, they're now reconsidering um, a location in the crossroads where the old Kansas City Star Building is. Um, and that's led to a lot of a lot more conversations about about the incentives that that might incur. Um, there's been no public remarks from the teams uh, about this moving, but because of these stall negotiations, it just sort of leads to to more rumors about the subject. Organized labor has had a lot to say about potential new stadiums. What are they asking for? Yeah, so they're really concerned about um, the new stadiums in in sort of all different ways. Um, A lot of the building trades, so, you know, construction workers, iron workers, steel steel workers, all of those trades, um, they're concerned one about about the move if if the royals and the chiefs move to kansas um they lose a lot of jobs because missouri has um a, a bit of a fairer labor laws for uh for these groups um if they move to kansas uh the workers would lose prevailing wage, which is a um, set minimum wage for any given project that's beneficial for workers. Um, So they would lose that. They also fear that they would lose a lot of maintenance jobs for the stadiums. Um, If you remember in 2009, um, the Royals stadium got a big facelift um, and it was trade unions who built that. Um, And so they're worried that they wouldn't be able to get um, those jobs and that they'd lose thousands of of sort of immediate jobs in the building stage, but also in the maintaining stage. And other labor groups are fighting for a community benefits agreement or a CBA um, for the new stadiums to make sure that they're union built and union run. Um, It's almost a given that they're union built, but the union run is is a little different. SEIU Local 1 is the current uh, union for Kauffman Stadium employees. Uh, Them and Stand Up KC and the Missouri Jobs with Justice organization are all fighting, and and quite a few other organizations um, with the backing of the building trades as well, are fighting for this. They want to make sure there's an enforceable contract with the Royals' new stadium that would guarantee a living wage for workers, a path to unionization for workers that aren't unionized yet, that current Kauffman Stadium workers would be able to keep their jobs, um, and affordable housing around the new stadium, which a lot of different groups are concerned about. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Frank Morris. The show was produced by Anna Schmidt in the KCUR studios. 
was edited by Madeline Fox and Laura Ziegler. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. If you like our show, leave us a review. It helps us to reach new listeners. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hollywood writers are obsessed with the concept of an asteroid heading towards Earth and destroying civilization. But is this something we really should be worried about? I'm Kate the Chemist, and on my podcast, Seeking a Scientist, we meet the mastermind behind a real-life mission to divert the path of an asteroid. Subscribe to Seeking a Scientist, made possible by the Starris Institute.